And we are back. Okay, so we had a bit of technical difficulties while recording this episode. Uh, they apparently killed the internet wherever Ross lives in Canada. <laughs> so, yeah, man. They don't want us recording, bro. <laughs> exactly. They know, yo. They know. Um, so we're going to do it slightly different this time for the Twitter questions. I'm going to ask the questions and I'll let Ross do the discussion. All right, Ross. So our first question we have from FPL underscore Tractor Boy. Thanks again for sending in your question. His question is, Gundogan in FPL. So this is an OFPL draft question. With him being rested for Champions League and undoubtedly the cup matches, is there any point in keeping him? Even if you can't do a decent swap, is it now time to drop him for a waiver such as Matthias Pereira from West Brom, Bertrand Traore from Aston Villa, Trezeguet from Aston Villa, Greenwood from Manchester United, or more? I guess in terms of minutes, yes, 100%. Any four, actually, any four of them, maybe not Trezeguet because he might lose his spot when Jack Grealish comes back. But I think Bertrand Chore, Matas Pereira, and Greenwood will definitely get more minutes with him. And I think with more minutes, we'll definitely get more goal involvements as well. Especially for players like Matas Pereira, who are fighting for a relegation spot. Aston Villa with Bertrand Chore, who are fighting for a top four spot. Greenwood, who definitely shows more of his ability towards the latter end of the season and with Martial out I think he's kind of current that that like that uh wing spot at the moment so all of that considered I think all three of them will get more minutes and all three of them are definitely fighting for something and so in terms of goal involvements I think 100% like we know Mason Greenwood is a great finisher we know Bertrand Trore especially when he links up with Jack Grealish and with Jack Grealish in the squad has an incredible can have has a very big potential upside and like ceiling and Matas Pereira like you just saw what his ability in the past game week against Chelsea right so go like considering all of them I think I wouldn't maybe put Trezeguet in there because I don't I can't guarantee his minutes but I can get like that's the only thing especially with Jack Grealish possibly back like I don't know but in terms of like playing minutes over Gundogan I think that's that's almost a given for me do you think you could possibly even do a trade for like Gundogan for Grealish right now I don't know if anyone would like go through with that I wouldn't go through that trade why because when Jack Grealish comes back he's gonna play every game all right, and that's when Draculish comes back. So, so especially like <laughs> Dean, like with if Dean Smith is being super accurate on like his return date, like Draculish is running and everything, and like you know he's like in training and whatever. If all of that is true, then he's not gonna be like, like I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the bench against Liverpool. But again, like Dean Smith seems like one of those managers that like says screw FPL, I'm only focused on my team. I'm not gonna give you accurate. Injury reports. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Next question. By the way, all great points. I completely agree. Um, yeah, because like, I mean, this one is different as well, right? Because it's OFPL scoring, right? So it's either you get like one or two points, like based on whether they start or not. And then yeah. you're heavily reliant on like goals and assists. Goals and, and assists. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, that that's definitely like I agree with uh, about getting players with something to play for, especially in this time of the season. All right, so the next question is from Rosid at Rosid one two three, Mister Rohail Siddiqui, your older brother. He would like to say, I really do appreciate Ross trying to keep the league competitive. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. You know what? I, I'm i not even... Rafinha scored, Gab Jesus scored, and he had an assist from a couple of players. Like, I think his... He only won on goal involvements. Look at my team. My team performed... Apart from Vardy, my team got me points. Regardless of goals and assists. Pardee had more than like 8-9 points. Rodrigo had 9 or 10 points. Stuart Dallas had 9 or 10 points. Regulion had 10 points. Thiago Silva is also an aberration. Like he got the <laughs> two yellow cards. And um, Andy Robertson had 16 points. Right, And I had the assist from Timo Werner. And the assist from Bertrand Traore. And the assist from Adama Traore. Right? But like he... Yeah. Like, like, my team on paper is getting a lot of stats, and I just need the one or the two or odd goals and assists here to kind of put me over the top, right? Yeah. So, I, I, I was, I was, I was really frustrated at my result, considering I had points on my bench that I could have won with. For but sure. Here, there, you know what? It's going to be a good run in towards the end of the season. Like, you know, we called it off two weeks ago. Talking about points on your bench, is it times like this that you miss the auto-sub feature? Bigger picture, no. Like, bigger picture, I'm glad we don't play with auto-subs. Alright, good, good, good. And last question slash comment is from Nutton at Bukun04. Please, somebody, kick Man City out from the Champions League, sad face. I think it's because Nutton has the Man City Brigade in our league. Yeah. He's got like Gundogan, Mares, KDB, Cancelo, and, like, two other players. Yeah, we called it three weeks ago, bro. Like we called it three, four weeks ago. As is like, uh, anyone who has City assets right now has to be super careful because Man City are gonna go want to go all in into their Champions League squad and leaving like with the likes of like Benjamin Mendy playing, who's been very mediocre this season and like Ferran Torres getting more game time and like you'll obviously still see the consistent players and like the Rodri will play more often than not KDB will play more often than not and Mares and stuff but at the end of the or not not Mares but like Sterling and Gab and Gab Jesus but like he'll also be careful of like because of like subs and stuff like, he'll want to sub off those players as well. Especially if they're winning 2 or 3 nil comfortably. And he knows he can bring on someone that can have the same effect. So Yeah, and he, in his last press conference, I believe he was also talking about fresh legs. Fresh legs for all these uh, running of games yeah. uh, between the Champions League, etc. We'll find out in a moment. But, like, they don't really have any injuries at the moment either. No, they don't. No, they do not. Alright, well, those are the questions. Thank you, guys. And ladies. For submitting your questions. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the love, the support. Um, but now, what we're going to do is run through quickly the player statuses, right? Injury mentions, etc. And again, reminder, for this information, you can go follow at Ben, ben Dinnery, right? On Twitter or Premier Injuries. Go look at the injury table, right? PremierInjuries.com, I believe. Uh, and if you can't find it, 
hit us up in our DMs and we will sort you out. Alright, so running through Arsenal. ESR and Bukayo, they missed the game versus Liverpool, but I did remember seeing pictures of Saka in training, I believe for the Europa League tie, so he could be back. Uh, maybe ESR a slight bit longer. Uh, Xhaka had an illness, so that's why he missed out. Luis had knee surgery. Apparently, he should be back in a few weeks, but I mean, do you really want to go pick up an Arsenal defender based on the way they've been playing the last few games? Hell no. Um, and Kieran Tierney, uh, knee injury. There's no uh, confirmed time for when he's back, but yeah, I actually dropped him in my league. I'm, I don't think he's going to be back for the rest of the season. Thanks for taking my advice, Sanji. <laughs> you know it, bro. You know it. Uh, Aston Villa. Wesley, uh, building match fitness, Grealish, he trained, but there was pain. So that's why he wasn't in the squad. Uh, for Brighton, Percy Tao, he got COVID. Uh, Webster, he's still recovering from his ankle. And Burn, there was a caution for him. That's why he wasn't in the squad for the last game. But hopeful of an appearance versus Everton. Uh, for Burnley, Peters and Barnes, both with a couple of tie issues. Uh, and Brady had a bit of a longer term issue now. Uh, so you might see the likes of uh, McNeil and Goodmanson kind of nail their spots, right? Uh, for Chelsea, Thiago Silva suspended because of the cards. Uh, Pulisic, slight issue with his hamstring. Tammy, there was a mention about his ankle knock, but I saw him in pictures for Champions League training with a smile on his face. So, I mean, I'm not sure what, what, what's going on there, but it's not like Tammy, I think, is going to be first choice all of a sudden again, right? Be starting strikers, so... Just some news on him. But Conte, again, recovering from the thigh. I think they're going to prioritize Champions League, Chelsea. So that could see Jorginho and Kovacic continue to play. Ugh. <laughs> Crystal Palace. Um, Mishibachiwai won't be playing the next game because Chelsea are playing Crystal Palace. Parent club rules. Uh, MacArthur, McCarthy, Ferguson and company, they're still all out for the long while. So, like... This Crystal Palace squad that you saw start uh, versus Everton is probably going to be like the main lineup moving forward. For Everton, Andre Gomes picked up a hamstring in that game. So he's going to be out for a little while and Pickford is still, still dealing with some abdominal issues. For Fulham, Lookman got a hamstring. I think that is going to be a massive injury for them moving forward. Uh, for Leeds, Harrison can't play in the next fixture because they play Man City, parent club. Uh, Leicester... Barnes apparently recovering from surgery, but I don't think he's going to be back until May. Uh, and Soyuncu and Sensing Under uh, missed out because there was a COVID scare with the Turkey national squad, I believe. For Liverpool, uh, again, Henderson, you won't see him until probably the end of the season. Uh, Manchester United, Rashford, a uh, couple of ankle knocks. But I, mean, I swear Ole keeps saying that he picks up a knock or is injured every game and he keeps coming back. He's nursing the same injury on his foot, and that's why he when he when he got subbed off, he went straight to the tunnel because I feel like he wants to get treatment on it right away so he can get ready for the upcoming games. There you go. Uh, Bai has COVID, and Martial probably out for the season. Kind of sucks having him as the first pick. <laughs> Man City, no injury news. Newcastle United. Callum Wilson should be back soon. Uh, he barely missed out this game, but I, I, I think like maybe a couple weeks away still. Uh, and Frazier apparently was rested because of some niggles that he picked up during the international break. Sheffield United, Baldock, concussion, and the rest of them, Bash, Basham, Shark, Burge, a few weeks away, but you know, you really don't want to go pick them up. Southampton, no significant injury issues because all the people that we mentioned on the last episode, they came back, played well, got points. For Spurs, apparently Toby and Aurier were late for their COVID test coming back from international duty because they were probably one of the teams that played one of the last few games. So that's why they missed out. Uh, and apparently Doherty picked up a knock with the international team and there's no return date for him. T 
to be fair, he's been playing a bag of shite with them, so it's probably a good thing that he's missing out. Uh, West Brom, Gallagher couldn't face uh, Chelsea, parent club issue, could be back into the lineup coming up. Uh, but O'Shea and Ivanovic, players that you don't want to pick up, also picked up Knox. <laughs> West Ham. I thought this one was big. Declan Rice missed out because of a possible knee injury. Yeah, he's out for like at least six to eight weeks. Yeah, man. So I honestly think that could affect the defensive stability for West Ham. I, I think you saw it. Like, you saw there was lack of like ball control towards the end of the goal. Like, they couldn't do anything. So... Like, I think that was a big, big news that kind of came out for them. Yeah, and Antonio coming off early because of some hamstring niggles as well. You know, we talk about him being an amazing asset. It's just injury concerns every season. Um, Finally, for Wolves, Boley had COVID. Johnny, man, poor guy. I wish I could give this guy a hug, yo. Re-injured yeah, his leg and now has to have surgery on both MCL and the ACL. That sucks. Yeah, man, that's so rough. Honestly, bro, like, I wish you the best. I really do. Uh, Marcel, there's no retain date. He has issues, but I believe Ait Nuri started for Johnny. Yeah. Uh, and they played a back four as well because Boli missed out, but I would expect them to go back to the back five moving forward. I wish they had a better right wing back than Semedo, who got absolutely skinned by Lingard <laughs> in that game. But yeah, it is worrying. And Jimmy is possibly going to play this season. We talked about it because, you know, there's all these accounts that are, you know, following Dean Smith and his family on Twitter. They managed to find out that Jimmy added himself on Twitter. So a lot of people were freaking out about this, being like, oh my God, Jimmy's back. Oh my God, he's back. In my head, I'm not going to lie. First thing I thought, I was like, what if this guy is just happy to be back on the field and is happy to add himself on FPL? Almost, it's like a confidence thing. Yeah. Did you see his new hairstyle? The Aguero blonde platform. Yeah, blonde yeah, but like yeah, their curls and stuff. I think it yeah. suits him. Yeah. yeah. Looks really, really dope. And he's like flashing the scar as well. I don't know if you saw that. Like a few games ago, they were like looking at him and like you yeah. could see the visible scar. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I hope he comes back, man. What an amazing striker. Honestly, what an amazing, amazing player in general. All right. Ross, those are the player updates. Before we jump into the predictions and picks, I'm going to give our listeners the update of our score. I won 6-5. to five. Sorry about yeah. that, man. You got edged out barely. But, I mean, on a positive note, I look back at our predictions and, you know what? Maybe we can try to get one of the boys to do, a, a, like, an analysis on it. Maybe Neeraj, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... We only got the Chelsea, Man City, and Spurs games wrong completely. Everything else, you or I either got a right result or a right scoreline. So, yeah. I, I mean, that's great because the Chelsea one, totally whack result. Man City, we both predicted Leicester because we were fucking bored. And Spurs, well, Spurs. Spurs, yeah. Lads. <laughs> Lads. <laughs> it's Tottenham. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, what was the Let's... chat? What was the chat by your friend? Um... Uh, what is it? Uh, what do you call Spurs? Shite. What Shite. do you call Shite? Spurs. Spurs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we hate Spurs. We, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we definitely lost some Spurs listeners just now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's jump through the fixtures now, Ross. So the game week starts off on Friday. All right. So make sure you get your picks in early ASAP. Also, if you play FPL, your draft, um, your deadline is going to be a bit earlier as well. Right. So Friday game. Fulham versus Wolves starts us off. Ross, how do you see this one going? With Ponens back and without Lookman, I'm thinking of like a 2-0 win 
for wolves. Sanji, can you type for me? Oh yeah, because you don't have access to the sheet. Um, okay, you said 2-0 for wolves? Yeah. Okay, I'm writing all the wrong predictions for you, just FYI. Um, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw because we saw that Fulham can concede. Their defense is not as impenetrable as we thought they were. Um, and like you said, the like of Podence and them are back, but Wolves aren't necessarily a team that I'm going to associate a lot of goals with, right? And I do think that they kind of tightened up, up at the back. And if Mitrovic starts, I think that's who Fulham need for the goals. So I'm just going to go a simple 1-1 boring draw. Um, what is the picks that you're going to suggest? Uh, Kenny Tete, uh, he's 24% owned. Depends on if he starts or not. He, even though he had like... Uh, conceded like three goals right against Aston Villa he still ended up with double digits uh, and you see who kind of starts up top and stuff like that so you mentioned Mitrovic 44% owned Cavalero 31% owned and Josh Marja 20% owned yeah so I think Mitrovic might get the nod because now he's like the informed striker as well having netted so many for Serbia but the picks that I'm going to suggest your boy Dendonka 22% owned. He finally got his goal. And Fabio Silva, 5% owned. Now, approach this one with caution because the reason I suggest this one is because William Jose is just that bad and really should not be starting. But they have a good run of fixtures and that's why I think Fabio Silva might be able to handle the other teams even though he's a kid, Right? But yeah, only 5% owned. He took his goal really, really well against West Ham. So, you never know. Alright, next game, Man City versus Leeds. What have you got? Do I want uh, a, like a safe prediction or do I want to see what I could expect to happen? Uh, let's go a bit of both. Let's go a bit of both. I think it will be a 5-3 to Man City. Holy shit. <laughs> what? I Okay, when I saw this fixture leading up to this, my first thought was like, this is giving me Man City Norwich vibes, right? Do you remember when I was in, in the UK and I dumped Cantwell right before the Man City yeah, scored? Yeah. And they ended up winning the game or whatever? Yeah, yeah, for some reason, I'm getting those sort of vibes from this. So you never know, 5-3 is in the books. But I, I will be the realistic one for us and say it's going to be a 5-1 win to Man City. I think Leeds can get a goal. Uh, right? I, I think I think Leeds can get a goal. I think Man City will definitely have way more at firepower. But like I'm going to go 5-3 just because why not? Let's have some fun. Yeah, for sure. Like I, But yeah, I, I do think like lots of goals in this game. But probably a bit more one-sided. So, what are the picks that you're going to suggest from this game? Uh, our big bum Latina, Benji Mendy, <laughs> uh, 40% owned. I know you highlighted Ferran Torres as well, who's 44% owned. Again, one of those players that's like, wait and see to see if he starts, right? But not immediately. And same with Benjamin Mendy, actually. So, yeah. uh, like, I don't know if Zinchenko starts or not. So, like, keep an eye out on that. And if Mendy's starting, why not? 
yeah, I wanted to write down uh, Torres for you because he didn't start the Champions League game as well, right? So I thought mm. maybe if Pep is really going to rest properly for the next leg versus Borussia Dortmund, that yeah. Torres might get the get the run, right? And it's yeah. Leeds. Like, everyone scores against Leeds, right? Mm-hmm. Except, who? Us? Didn't we have a nil-nil with Leeds? Oh, I don't know. God. I feel like we I feel like we did. Alright. Um the pick that I'm gonna suggest though, only one from Leeds. And I know it's a defender. Not saying that you have to play him in this game, but at least a good asset to own for the future. Liam Cooper, forty six percent own. Doesn't need to get the clean sheet to get points. Next game, Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Seven two Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> what is with you? Oh my god. Yo man, we gotta get some revenge, bro. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Is this 7-2 if Grealish is back or without Grealish? Without Grealish. 100% without Grealish. <laughs> okay, if Grealish is back, what are you going to predict? 2-2. Two, two. Ooh, wow. Ma- massive difference. Okay. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys are at home for this game, you know. And if Grealish is back... I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give Aston Villa the win, mate. I'm going to say like 3-2 to Aston Villa. And yeah, if if Grealish isn't there, I will say maybe like a draw. Like 2-2 draw. Like I think Aston Villa might be able to get something against you guys. Because the, the performance against Real Madrid tonight was pathetic. Yeah, 100%. The second half was a bit better, but that first half yeah, was just it was, yeah. horrible. Yeah, it was horrible, man. And if you if you're gonna lie down like that for Aston Villa, they will definitely come at you. Yeah. Like Ollie Watkins is gonna harass both Quebec and Phillips. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what are the picks that you oh oh, by the way, my scoreline. I didn't get my scoreline. I did, sorry, three, two, and kind two. Of. But yeah. yeah. What are the picks that you're gonna suggest? Sorry. Nat Phillips, twenty one percent owned, and James the Goat Milner, six percent owned. So, the pick that I'm going to suggest, if he gets a start, you're going to have to watch out for it, is Trezeguet. He scored two goals against Fulham, 32% own. Again, we talked about him, you know, possibly missing out because of playing time or rotating with LG and Traore. But Trezeguet is scorer of important goals, man. Get him in. You never know. All right. Crystal Palace versus Chelsea. 2-0 Chelsea. You have faith in us. Man, like... Aberration, bro. Like, you know, Tuchel definitely lined them up and then just slapped each one of them after the game. Like, you know, you definitely know that happened. So It's like, it's a way Maradona lines up his players in the goalpost and kicks the ball at them. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 2-0 Chelsea. Rest in peace, Maradona, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I think, I think they will score on us because they have Zaha back. So I will give it a two one, um, yeah I don't know that was a I'm I'm hoping that was just like a random result man, um, what about uh, the picks that you're gonna suggest? Guaita, um, twenty four percent owned, just cause like you know there's a lot of safe potential there. Even though I don't think he'll keep a clean sheet, but there's definitely a lot of safe potential. Yeah, and from Chelsea, I'm not gonna suggest anyone because we are absolute shite. He lost to West Brom, five two. Don't don't pick us up. Don't. But I mean, if you want to pick somebody up, maybe look at Cho, 43% owned. Maybe look at Giroud, 29% owned. But I doubt you're going to get anyone, really. I Like, most of us are, most of our good assets are all 50% owned. So, yeah. All right. 
Um, next game, Burley versus Newcastle. 2-2. Oh, okay. Draw of 2-2. You know, that's not a bad shout, to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll give it a draw yet because Newcastle, terrible defense. Burnley, even though they we say they have a good defense, they've been conceding quite a few goals lately. So, I feel like they're also, you know, in that relegation kind of scrap. So, they will try to get some goals as well. So, I will go for a 1-1 draw. A bit low scoring. I'm going to try, you know, try you at your own game from last, last weekend. <laughs> See if I can <laughs> pip, pip it. Um, what, what are the assets that you're going to suggest? Vidra, 4% owned. Like, yeah, I'm, like, 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 like I don't know why people, I don't know why people are sleeping on him. Yeah, especially if Barnes is still out and recovering and there's no sign of Jay Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to suggest a few assets from Newcastle though. Joelinton, Frazier, Willock, and Richie. Joelinton, 28% owned. I think even though he's only scored his, what, second goal for the season, he's gonna get you ghost points from just working hard, right? Frazier, 25% owned. I think he is going to hit some form now. You saw him score a couple goals for Scotland. I think he got rested. I don't think it's an injury. I could be wrong. And his boy, Callum Wilson, is coming back from injury as well. So hopefully we can see that partnership bloom and save Newcastle from relegation. The other two assets, Willock 22%, Richie 17%. Maybe watch and see for start because Richie played out of position as that fullback slash wingback. But man, Richie's energy is so infectious that I think that's what gets him the start. And for Willock, the kid is talented. Like, I think, yeah, he deserves to play. Like, he deserves to start. But when ASM is fit, when Miggy is fit, when Frazier is fit and running, and Callum Wilson is fit and running, it's hard to put him in that lineup. I think... Part of it, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, that it might have been international duty with the under twenty ones. Maybe you never know. Maybe so. Maybe that's why I he think wasn't he's gonna be started. a part of what they're doing towards the end yeah. of the season. Like, I think yeah. he's still a good asset to have. Mm-hmm. It's just that in terms of starts, I'm a little worried. Yeah, fair enough. Next game. Oh, by the way, we never we never even said when we switched from Friday to Saturday. I think I forgot to color that down. It feels like all one blur at one point now. Yeah, oh, actually, that was the first Sunday game, so... (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I was just testing myself. All right, so the next game on uh, Sunday, West Ham versus Leicester. How do you see this one going, man? This is going to be a fun game. I see, like, a 2-2. It's a popular scoreline in the I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, we love goals, so why not? But I'm going to go with a Leicester win, 2-1, because we just talked about no Declan Rice, man. Possibly no Antonio. Yeah. They're going to be a weakened squad. Even though they have the GOAT, Messi Lingard. I don't think he can do it all on his own. And Leicester, they came up against Man City. So it's not surprising that they kind of just got dominated. I mean, before that, Leicester pretty much had most of their squad back, right? Madison's back as well. So I just think that they could possibly edge it. Uh, So yeah, 2-1 to Leicester. What are the picks that you're going to suggest? Masuaku came back from injury. Like, I didn't even know he was back from injury. So, like, good for him. Like, I, I think I really like Masuaku as, like, what he provides on the pitch. 23% owned and Pablo Fornals, 49% owned. Yeah, Masuaku got the assist for one of the goals, right? Yeah, for Fornals goal, actually. So There you go. <laughs> so, com- combo picks, Vyras. All right. 
From Leicester, All Brighton, 15%, and Perez, 44% owned. With these guys, if they start, then pick them up. Though, I think All Brighton will probably start above uh, Perez because of the uh, injury niggles with uh, Ricardo Pereira. Alright, the next game, Spurs versus Manchester United. What have you got? 6-2 Manchester United. Oh, I knew you were going to do reverse call. I was going to use that for this game. Let me, let me have one, bro. But yeah, I, I think Manchester United are actually going to have some revenge on Spurs. They're gonna, I think they're going to rip them apart. <laughs> because, because the Spurs backline is so bad right now, dude. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, as terrible as Maguire can be, I don't think Spurs are going to have as much fun. And like, Son didn't start the last game. So is Son even fully fit right now? But he played, he played. He he didn't start though. He didn't start though, but I think that might have been just been like rest and like stuff like that. So I think he'll start the next game, especially considering they don't have Europa anymore either. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'll go for a, I'll go for a bit. I'm hoping more realistic result, but man, we've seen some wild scorelines this season. So I will go for a four nil to Manchester United. Similar sort of like goal difference to the match, but like still a thrashing, right? Yeah. Okay, four one. Harry Kane scores. <laughs> what are the picks that you're gonna suggest? I know I just said that Spurs might concede six goals here, but <laughs> Joe Rodon, 9% owned, like, he's coming, like, uh, coming coming on his own, like, he's actually shown a lot of good, a lot of potential in the past couple of games. Yeah, if he starts, he, he looks like he can get some decent ghost points, but Spurs defense, man, Ross. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, I no confidence there. Manchester United, my picks, Henderson, 42% owned. I'm not sure if David De Gea is going to get his spot back. Ole keeps saying that he's the most important keeper they have, but doesn't seem so. But, I mean, he was there for the birth or celebration of his kid. I remember seeing an Instagram post with him holding his, mm-hmm. his baby and mm-hmm. like, just smiling. So, I mean, if DDG has family stuff to deal with, let him go deal with that stuff, yo. Fred is the other pick that I have, 20% owned. But I would suggest go pick him up if your scoring format benefits him, right? Like ball recoveries and falls conceded, falls suffered. That's sort of like extra things that will bump him up, right? Based on yeah. his work rate. All right. The next game is uh, the last game on Sunday. Sheffield United versus Arsenal. What have you got? I'm going to go a bit ballsy with this one too. I think Sheffield United will win. Oh my god, dude. Why are you so mean to Arsenal and their fans, man? Just because you beat them 3-0? They're not that shite. No, I don't... And I don't think so. I honestly don't think they're that shite. Like, they've shown incredible... They've shown the potential of what they could be this season. But they have Europa. And that's their... I think that's their only chance to make uh the Champions League this season. They might want to focus more on that. So... Heavy legs. And like we've said, Sheffield don't have anything to play for. So they're just going to go out and play football. They get a result. whoop de doo They don't get a result. They've already kind of admitted defeat at this point, right? So they're just going to go out and play football. So I think it'll be a Sheffield win, like a 2-1 to Sheffield. All right. I will go the other way around and say 2-1 win to Arsenal. I do agree. Like Sheffield United could possibly score. Like that Arsenal defense... (laughs) 
it looking like a little bit of a joke right now. And yeah, with nothing to lose, yeah, Sheffield United, hopefully McGoodrick gets one, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right, what are the picks that you're going to suggest from Sheffield United? Ben Osborne, 1%. I don't know, like, Sheffield is like, avoid most players, but like, I'm just going to throw one player that like, definitely not everyone might be able to get. So if you are looking for like, you know, picks from this game specifically... Go try out Ben Osborne. I like the look of Jaden Bogle as an attacking wing back slash full yeah. back slash. Yeah, but he's still a defender though. At the end of the day, yeah. so if you're yeah. the goals conceded is like a huge thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if that wasn't so bad, like, or he had like a slightly better goalkeeper, or their defense mm-hmm. wasn't so shit, I like yeah, Bogle would have been a great pick this season. I thought. Um, the pick that I'm gonna suggest is Callum Chambers, twelve percent owned. Well, it's Kieran Tierney having picked up that knee injury and rumours of uh, Bellerin leaving Arsenal in the summer. I think this is time for Callum Chambers to make a name for himself, right? I think the only real competition he has is Cedric Suarez or they play uh, Saka out of position again. Yeah. Which really could happen. But yeah, um, we'll jump across now to Monday's games. There are two of them. West Brom versus Southampton being the first one. What have you got? It's a tough one. South uh, South seem like they're getting back form, but like West Brom are fighting. So two two. I actually know it. I I've said two two way too many times. <laughs> one one. All right. Um, I will not go for the draw. I will go for the Southampton win. Southampton, yeah, attack is back together, man. Uh, the defense is still a little bit of a worry. So that's why I think West Brom can score because, I mean, they looked like Real Madrid versus Chelsea. They were putting good passes together. They were taking their chances. Again, playing without fear, just hungry. Um, and I think maybe they could ride a little bit of that momentum into the game, but Southampton might just edge it. So yeah, 3-2 to Southampton. Uh, what are the picks that you're going to suggest from the mighty baggies? Callum Robinson, 6% owned, like had a massive game against Chelsea, right? And Diagne, who ha- also had a massive game against Chelsea. I was suggesting you pick up everyone from West Brom because they scored five goals against us. Yeah, this is exactly what Sanji wrote <laughs> when I was adding my picks. Uh, who to pick up from West Brom? Everyone, because they beat Chelsea five fucking goals. Zul- oh, that's I wrote that, but I was like, <laughs> I actually did want to leave it empty. Be like, Sanji, who do you recommend from this team? <laughs> Everybody. Um, from Southampton, though, I will recommend uh, Redmond, 42% owned. I was a bit shocked to see him under 50, I'm not going to lie. I know. And Theo Walcott, 29% owned, back from injury. He could also see a run of games because the other options aren't good enough. <laughs> All right, last game for the week, Brighton versus Everton. What have you got? 2-1 Brighton. Ooh, but Everton are away. And they could probably play better? I don't know. Huh, yes. That's an interesting one. I will go for a 1-1. No, actually, you know what? I'm going to do a Ross special. I'm going to go for 2-2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because like Brighton, they're playing good football. And I feel like they could score against uh, Ducore-less Everton, like we talked about. And Andre Gomez-less Everton. And Andre Gomez, yeah. So Tom Davies is actually a player that I want to suggest. Only 2% own. But I want to suggest him if you're scoring format is beneficial towards him because I would not expect an attacking return from him. 
Only 2% owned. Yeah. Um, what is the pick that you're going to suggest from Brighton, though? That guy, Welbs. Danny Welbeck. Yup, yup, 29% owned. People are sleeping on these, put, like, strikers who are scoring goals and are in form. Like, people and need to need look... to fucking score for their relegation-fighting clubs. <laughs> exactly. So... That guy, Welbs, 29% on. If he's available, waivers would have cleared today. And if he's still there in your league, go pick him up. Yeah, don't waste no time, man. Listen to Russ. He knows what he's doing in one of our leagues. Watch him get a red card this game. <laughs> I know, right? That would be your. That would, that would be a classic Russ right there. All right. Guys, that's predictions. That's picks. That is the podcast. That's all we had planned. Russ. What have you got coming up, though, in terms of your opponents? Because you've got some massive fixtures, man. You've got must-win games in our OG League right now. I think I'm going up against Neeraj. Man, I really wish I don't I don't go up against oh. the luck of Neeraj, man. It's that luck. It is that luck, man. It, and it's the same way you talked about your brother. His team does well when it gets goals and assists. Yeah, man. But but you know what? This is something we didn't talk about, but I traded away Jamie Vardy for Ruben Neves. Oh, yeah. How did we not talk about that? Let's talk about that to end with. Yes, yes, yes. I, do you want my thoughts on that trade, or do you want to explain why you made that trade? I, I'll explain why I made that trade and see if you kind of, like, understand where I'm coming from. Owning Jamie Vardy... Oh, by the way, guys, this is a fan tracks trade. It isn't yeah. OFPL. So before you think we're fucking idiots, just, yeah. <laughs> so continue, yeah. Ross. Um, owning Jamie Vardy is a love-hate relationship. He is an incredibly explosive player, but he is also equally no points. Not, not that, like, he doesn't play well or his impact isn't seen on the pitch, but, like... That's just, like, in terms of Fantrax returns, either he's way up here or he's way down there. There's almost always no middle ground. And (laughs) I don't want that anymore. Like I told you, I'm going for players who get points. And Ruben Neves, since the start of the new year, has been on fire, averaging. He is a bit of a hothead in terms of yellow cards and stuff. And his spot might be up for contention if Juan Matino comes back, right? But at the same time, he scored five goals since the start of January, I think. And he's consistently getting over 10 points. I can maybe one or two games where he didn't get 10 points, but he's consistently getting 10 points and not just key passes, but like a lot of defensive work and a lot of work just in the center of the midfield. And second thing, before I executed and offered this trade, I looked up, and you said it too, Sanji, I looked up Wolves' fixtures and I looked up Leicester's fixtures. Leicester have some pretty tough fixtures towards the end of the season. I think towards the end of the season, they're face up United, Chelsea, Spurs, and like Villa or something. Like that, those are the last four games for them, and I think Wolves have a much stronger end to the season. And hopefully, if I do make playoffs, I think Ruben Neves might be one of the players that makes a big difference for me at the end of the day. Yeah, so I will quickly run through the fixtures, remaining fixtures, like off the FPL, let's say app. Um, for Wolves, they have Fulham, they have Sheffield, they have Burnley, they have West Brom, they have Brighton. They have Spurs, 
they have Everton, and to end the season, they have Manchester United. And you know, they always play well against Manchester United for some reason. But you look across at Leicester, they have West Ham, they have West Brom, they have Crystal Palace, they have Southampton, Newcastle, Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham, is the final game of the season. So yeah, yeah. if you're talking about playoffs, it's a better trade for playoffs. But Jamie Vardy loves playing against the big teams. Well, I don't like so against Liverpool. Um, the second like the second game, the only reason Jamie Vardy got on the scoreboard was because of individual errors. We saw a Jamie Vardy go up against Man City and not do so well because again, like in terms of fan tracks and like kind of like that sort of stuff, not do so well because like they can dominate it. And Jamie Vardy is a player that does, um. It like does kind of like do well when the counter attacks and like yeah James Madison's coming back but at the same time like I don't want the pressure of knowing that like will Jamie Vardy do well this game or will he not all of almost all of those games that Wolves are going up against they will control the ball in most of those games when they control the balls that means Ruben Neves will be a lot of their this like a focal point in terms of like distributing the ball up top taking set piece like you know direct free kicks and stuff like that so again like i did i didn't just put this uh, trade out on a whim i did my research and like my conclusions came to the point that yeah jamie vardy has that explosiveness and yeah he loves scoring like historically he loves scoring goals against the big teams but i'm looking for points here not for the explosiveness because at the end of the day, I don't want to think about should I start Jamie Vardy because we don't have auto subs either. If we had auto subs, I would have been a bit more kind of like That's lax good. with it. Yeah, a bit more like a bit more like okay, cool. Like I I can keep Jamie Vardy, keep him on my bench, yeah. and if he yeah. comes off, if he goes off, yeah. he'll come on, right? But yeah. knowing that like I have to make a decision of guaranteed ten to fifteen points versus a margin of two points to thirty points. Fair enough. Fair enough. And he's possibly on penalties while uh, Jimmy is still out, right? Yeah. And, like, we know his direct free kicks. Yeah. I mean, okay. The I think the reason why I was against the trade mentally in my head um, for you was because I think this was based on previous seasons that we've played. And, you know, when Ruben Neves first came into the league, like, you and I were both high on him. We we're like, yo, yeah. I hope I get to draft Ruben Neves because he shoots, like, crazy shots outside the box and this and that. Like, he's, like, the next big thing for Portugal, right? So, we're, like, we're, we are both big on Ruben Neves, for sure. But I think it was the addition of the extra scoring categories this season in our league, which made his value even higher, Right. Because the ball recoveries is one of the things that I, I think he, like, adds at least two to three points on his game, mm-hmm. like, every week. Um, I, I don't consider him much of a fouls conceded. Well, maybe <laughs> fouls conceded, but, like, yeah. a fouls suffered, I don't really consider him that sort of a guy. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying in terms of, like, the boomer bust, right? Um, especially when your front line already has Adama Traore, Diogo Jota, and Timo Werner. Like, it's not that hard mm-hmm. of a decision to make. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, in that sense, it sounds like you did your homework. So, listen, I believe you and I trust your advice, right? That's the reason why I dropped my first pick, <laughs> right? Yeah. After waivers cleared. Yeah. So, 
again, we didn't talk about this early in the pod, but I basically drafted Marshall, as everyone listens to us should know, as my first pick. Um, he's done for the season, so I had to drop him. Uh, Kieran Tierney picked up an injury. I had to drop him, right? Uh, there was one other person that I ended up dropping. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, Christian Benteke. Yeah. He played like 70-something minutes, got taken off early. I was like, yeah, I, I need players that play 90-minute games, right? So I ended up picking uh, Callum Wilson, Mitrovic, and Greedwood. What do you think? I think those. I think those are solid picks. Greenwood, especially, right? We know he can finish, and we know he's gonna start. Like I think he yeah. starts over Dan James almost every game. Yeah. And Mitrovic I think again. He's gonna get overlooked, Greenwood. Yeah. For the run-in. I know a Mitrovic again. One of those players that's gonna fight for his team right now, right? He's yeah. been in a relegation battle before. He knows. That kind of that pressure that it takes. So And he has something to prove. He's not gonna want to lose his spot, right? Exactly. Exactly. Did Greece qualify for the Euros? You mean Serbia. Is Mitrovic Serbian? Oh my god, what was I thinking? Yes. <laughs> he played for Greece. He played for Olympiakos before. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Serbia qualify for the Euros? Uh honestly, I'm not sure, to be honest. I know he scored five goals in that international break though. Yeah. Right? Across three games, I think. Yeah. Two, three games. So, um, again, like, you know, maybe has to prove something for it. His spot is probably nailed on. Like, yeah. if there's any player from Serbia that you're probably would, Mitrovic would be one of the first names on that, like, squad list. But again, something yeah. to prove for the Euros as well, too, right? And Callum so, Wilson coming back to help fight relegation as well. That's another yeah. reason I went in. And possible England return, right? Yeah. So. We've you seen players get picked up for much, much less. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, Ross. Um, I think we've recorded long enough. We've talked long enough. So let's remind listeners how they can engage with us and find our podcast. Yep, for sure. So you can catch us on Twitter. Our handle is at Bantabi. You can also message us on Instagram. Our handle is at Bantabi. To listen to our podcast, you can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and on SoundCloud, and on YouTube, hopefully soon. Not even soon. Hopefully this week, we'll definitely yeah, might week, be we up. Should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, should we be. might be up on YouTube. Um, if you use Discord and are looking for a draft, are trying to get part of like, you know, being on every platform where draft is being talked about. The Discord channel is, I think, called DraftPL, and our username is Banta Space Boys hashtag six five eight five. If you are a big Reddit user, DraftPL is the subreddit, and our username is u forward slash Banta underscore Boys. So check us out there as well. There you go. All right, Russ. Um, mate. Good luck. I hope you win your matchups. I hope I win my matchups. I'm playing Danny and Nutton in our leagues. So yeah. it, it won't be easy at all because both guys are trying to either stay in the top six or as just right outside the top six. So mm-hmm. yeah, guys, good luck to everyone. Um, have a good week. Stay safe. We're still not out of COVID. Wash your hands, you know. Yeah. That's it. Get vaccinated, like Ross said. Yeah. Yep. Ross. All right, let's sign off, mate. I will see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.